Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is season 4, episode 241 of this daily study podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we conclude this week's study of this week's Come Follow Me materials, studying um, Isaiah chapters 1 to 12 in the week of September the 5th to September the 11th. Um, so we're going to focus today on Isaiah chapters 7 to 9 where we have some prophecies of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, and there is no um, doubt that there is links and um, ideas that point toward the Saviour in these chapters. Uh, you'll see obviously in the chapter headings that it refers to Christ, for example, in chapter 7, that Christ shall be born of a virgin uh, and various other factors like that. But let's not forget as we go through uh, that there is possible uh, other um, fulfillments of this um, of these prophecies as well. Now, the background and context to Isaiah seven, and and indeed um, most of this this section, is that um, the the king of the kingdom of Israel, um, also called the kingdom of Ephraim, uh, is trying to protect itself against Assyria. Now, this is taking place before the scattering of the kingdom of Israel. And so this is an important reminder to know where we are in the history, because Isaiah actually is one of these prophets that ministers to both the kingdom of Israel and the kingdom of Judah. Uh, and in this situation, the kingdom of Israel uh, is worried about Assyria and that Assyria is going to attack. Now, the plan of the kingdom of Israel is to get Syria, not Assyria, but Syria, and the kingdom of Judah to work with it against the kingdom of Assyria. But the Lord speaks through Isaiah here and says in verse 6 uh, and 7, uh, sorry, verse 7, Thus saith the Lord God, it shall not stand, neither shall it come to pass. So he's saying, not to do this. This is not going to work. However, the king, the king of uh, Israel, uh, it does eventually ignore this um, prophecy and teaching from the Lord. And this is when the problems begin. Uh, they don't get the help, and they are destroyed by the kingdom of Assyria. Uh, they should have repented, as as Isaiah was teaching them. So, the Lord tries to to go to Ahaz who is the king, and gives him a sign. And this is where we have the prophecy of the Messiah. In verse 14, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you un, give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Now, this is interesting for a couple of things. First of all, uh, in the English Standard Version and the New, and the New International Version of the, of the Bible, it reads, Behold, the virgin shall conceive, which is uh, an important change. It's not saying a virgin, a random virgin that, you know, we don't know, but the virgin, it seems to indicate that it's speaking about a virgin that they're aware of, or that is there with them, or that is, um, that can be pointed out. This also links to the idea that when you are King Ahaz and you're being prophesied to by Isaiah, and if you're the Lord speaking through Isaiah to King Ahaz, um, 
the purpose of this prophecy or the purpose of this event does seem a little odd that they would be talking about a virgin that would be around in around 700 years time or so uh, when trying to talk about an imminent in, in, an imminent <coughs> in, imminent 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 event sorry about that uh, that um, will impact on their lives right now and this is where Isaiah's um, ability to write and to speak and to prophesy uh, in a way that um, has applications in the future as well as in the context of where they are comes into play. Of course, this this is a prophecy of the coming Messiah, Jesus Christ, how he would be born of Mary uh, and how he would be called Emmanuel. Um, and that certainly is still very much the case and it's something which we should see as a wonderful um, foretelling of our, of our coming Lord and Saviour. Uh, but there will be other uh, applications of this um, as well. And you'll notice that in the next chapter we talk about uh, the wife of Isaiah and how she brings forth a son and how they give it certain names and a certain name and so on. So there is other applications uh, that could be taking place here. But of course, one that is clear for us uh, is that the Saviour would be born uh, of, of Mary. Uh, this applies also uh, to another well-known prophecy, which I'm going to skip ahead to, which is in chapter 9. Uh, in verse 6, we see, and 7, of chapter 9 for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful counselor the mighty god the everlasting father the prince of peace of the increase of his government uh, government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of david and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever the zeal of the lord of hosts will perform this so again this is a clear reference to the, the Saviour. Uh, Elder Geoffrey R. Holland said, quote, Christ and his angels and his prophets forever labour to buoy up our spirits, steady our nerves, calm our hearts, send us forth with renewed strength and resolute hope. They wish all to know that if God be for us, who can be against us? In the world we shall have tribulation, but we are to be of good cheer. Christ has overcome the world. Through his suffering and his obedience, he has earned... A, and rightly bears the crown of Prince of Peace, close quote. He truly is uh, a wonderful counsellor, the everlasting father, the Prince of Peace. And that, again, obviously um, applies and foretells the, the coming of the Saviour. But there is also uh, potentially two other uh, fulfilments of this prophecy, uh, which... Uh, we, we can refer to as well in the context that this was given. Uh, one is possibly referring to the child that uh, was spoken of before, a child of Isaiah, but also uh, there is a number of uh, applications from this, um, this particular prophecy that refer to King Hezekiah, uh, who is going to be coming after um, the, the king that Isaiah was speaking to. Uh, so this is clearly, again, another example of how uh, Isaiah's prophecies work and 
they have different aspects which all can be fulfilled or partially fulfilled as time comes uh, along. So this is a wonderful example again of that. And of course, Isaiah, the whole focus of Isaiah for us is focusing on the Saviour and focusing on how he applies to our lives today. So I think that this is, again, a wonderful opportunity to study this and to remind ourselves of the importance of the Saviour, Jesus Christ, in our lives. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the study of Isaiah this week and hopefully you started to understand the scope of it, but also um, the powerful impact it has in our lives. And equally, when we come to some of the chapters next week uh, where it talks about the scattering of Israel and we always focus and we dedicate our study on how it's the scattering of Israel, there are also, as there was other applications in the study today, there'll be other applications to those verses which apply to our personal lives and our lives today. So it works both ways. And so let's have a look for those next week uh, as we study those chapters. But please do join us tomorrow as we pause pause on a Monday, as always, for our study. Uh, and we study something else that you studied or um, that I've studied. And, and we'll uh, share some of that. So thank you very much for your time. And until we meet again. <laughs>